There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Thursday morning to you. It is a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN.com, the VSIN app game plus iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and of course, the DK network. However, you're taking us in, we appreciate it. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Live from Bar Canada at the D. How you doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. How about you? Uh, seeing the ball well, as they say. These yeah, days. Seeing the ball yeah, well. Yeah, you are. Ace ball. It's nice for you. Yes, well, right. it's it was nice. Nice, uh, both on the Astros and Phillies fronts. And, you know, much like I bet one team for last winless in the NFL, I didn't spread it out with five teams. Just bet one team, Carolina. I have one exacta in the World Series. And Still it's the, It's the Phillies over the Astros. And, and it's... It's way too early to get excited about it because the Phillies have not even taken down the Braves yet. They are up two to one. Yeah, but how are you going to hedge? I'm not. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I know you're doing it as a, you were doing it as a joke because you jerk, knew I wasn't. I <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm just not in that that cottage industry of oh, I must hedge. Uh, I got it at 45 to one Phillies over the Astros at Caesars. Then that was before the wild card series. Then after the wild card series, before the divisional round, 27 and a half to one here at Circa. So it's. Yeah, I really would like the Phillies to close this out uh, tonight in Philadelphia, where, again, you know, in baseball, there's there's ballpark factor, which is a huge thing in handicapping baseball and really roster construction, uh, the, the way that you're you know, specifically your pitchers and and what types of skill sets they have vis-a-vis the type of ballpark, how it plays. But yeah, I never really thought, you know, much of baseball in terms of just a crowd really influencing and saying, oh, what a home field advantage. But the Phillies, man, that's as close as you come to anything. Yeah. Which is uh, certainly not the only, you know, the only place you'll hear it being here. I think a lot of people have come to that conclusion. Game four tonight. This, of course, after the Phillies just roll the Braves yesterday, 10 to 2. And can we just shout out Bryce Harper, who, who signed that 13-year deal for over $300 million with the Phillies. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated when he was 16 years old. He is really in terms of, you know, we think of LeBron as the one guy that lived up to all the hype. Well, you know what Bryce Harper did, too? Yeah. In every way. And you look at that Phillies roster and you're like, oh, I see what you guys' strategy was. You took all the great players from all the other teams in your division. So it's like Harper and Schwarber and Trey Turner, Trey Turner being on on that Nationals World Series championship team. Those three guys used to play for the Nationals. Uh, JT Realmuto used to play for the Marlins. Uh, Kimbrell used to play for the Braves. <laughs> that is wild. No, um, I didn't really thought about that before. You're right. That who, is who wild. am I forgetting in the division? Oh, and the Mets, of course. Um, you know, the Mets, of course, on their roster. Who am I forgetting now? Played for the Mets on the Phillies, of course. 
but uh, oh, Wheeler, Zach Wheeler. So it's like it's this amazing. It's like you guys done with that guy? Okay, we'll take him now. We'll be awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it, division rivals. So the Phillies get it done, and it, they are dogs though today against Spencer Strider. So this is a long way. Forget the forget the World Series exactly. This series is a long way from being over because it's Strider today against Ranger Suarez. Uh, these two were the uh, pitching matchup in Game One of this series. Strider went seven. Uh, excuse me. Strider went yeah seven strong in that first one. Gave up one earned run, but two runs entirely. Five hits, eight Ks, two walks on ninety four pitches. Ranger Suarez uh, left the game after we got the hook after three and two thirds, but he gave up no earned runs, one hit, four Ks, one walk, fifty three pitches into that ball game. But the Phillies won it three to nothing, and that's all that matters. And so the Phillies going to try to close them out today. I'm going to just sit back and because uh, I got the exact and. See what happens after yeah. getting both of those games right yesterday. The Astros do hold on to a 3-2 to two win over the Twins, so the Astros are headed to the ALCS for the seventh straight time. That's incredible. Only the uh, 90s Atlanta Braves of the Maddox-Smoltz-Glavin era went to eight straight. Only won one World Series in that span also, by the way. But this is seven in a row in this era for the Astros. Where we talked about, we we went on and on about best of three, best of five. It doesn't matter to the Astros. That's why I was just kind of smiling over here because we got a couple tweets about that. And it is, it's one of those things where both things can be true. Right? Yeah. Like that can absolutely be true of an yeah. overall MLB take, yet makes it almost more impressive that the Astros have done that seven straight times. And Will Hill and I were texting about this yesterday, but what, I don't know what the Twins were doing with Joe Ryan. They didn't, you know, he was about to start in that first series uh, that the Twins had against the Jays. Then they pulled him and didn't. it worked out fine for the Twins. And then this one, they, they pushed him back. And then they only pitched him two innings yesterday and pulled him. So it was just the weirdest, like, well, what did you, what did you wait for on him? Uh, and uh, the thing with the Astros and part of that handicap of having the Phillies beating the Astros in the World Series is that you figured the Astros pitching would just somehow magically show up, and it did. Javier, before, who hadn't, didn't have a good season, or Keedy last night was just fine, and the Astros hold on for the 3-2 to two win. I think the Twins only had three hits in that ballgame, if I'm not mistaken, two of them solo shots. So Astros are a minus, this was a minus 125 favorite in the series against the Rangers. Here at Circa, where we are, uh, at the D, part of the Circa umbrella, it's minus 135 now on the Astros. We're showing minus 140, I think, at a spot like DraftKings right now. So it's right in that pocket. Um, oh, if I it's think 140, it ticked up then from when yeah. I sent these numbers in. It was I, I think 135 that's earlier. I think it's probably an accurate line. Because I think if you just look at the starting pitching, you do have to, after seeing the Astros postseason pitching so far, you do have to lean Astros in that respect now with Verlander. With Valdez, we'll see what happens what, with him. What, uh, what's your exact uh, Phillies over with Rangers? Javier. Phillies over Rangers. Uh, Phillies over Astros. Over Astros. Yeah, okay. Phillies over Astros. Long dude, they're not out of the the Brave series yet. I'm not even trying to think about it. No, no, no. I was just yeah. I, I, these these Phillies and Rangers, but they're both looking hot, man, right now. I, I Phillies did this Ooh. last year, though, right? Yeah. Yep. Rangers, I do question. We'll see if they're starting pitching. I, you know, we'll see if Scherzer comes back in this series. We'll see if Bochi. Buckles to some Scherzer. You know Scherzer's going to be ready to go. He's like, put me in. I think he started Evaldi game one, though. Uh, and then, of course, the other series, that the, the, the Phillies-Braves eventual winner in the NLDS will meet 
It is official now. The Arizona Diamondbacks. Incredible. In the National League Championship Series. By the way, if there is a Game 5 in the Braves-Philly Series, it will be Saturday. You pointed out before we got on air, another Friday with no real sports. It's just bizarre. <laughs> Even the WNBA, as we discovered, uh, in a special numbers game investigation, they had Game 1 Sunday, Game 2 last night. By the way, the Aces won both of them, in case you're wondering. And then Game 3 is not till Sunday again. I don't think... What so, are they doing? Yo, you know I'm not the biggest WNBA guy. I think I caught every uh, single... You're the biggest WNBA guy. I think guy. I caught every single Aces Liberty regular season game. Yes, me too. I watched I watched 30 minutes of the game last night, <laughs> and that's great, all I've seen of the WNBA finals. Such so a great point. And I know I'm not going to see any on Sunday again. That's so true, man. I saw every, I saw each one of their matchups during the regular season. I never watched WNBA, but that one I did. So, so we're in a position where it could be over by Sunday... And I wouldn't have I wouldn't have seen more than thirty minutes of the finals Neither. with two of the best WNBA teams, but this season and I don't know because maybe like, the past few years it's like they've sought out football games to go up against. Ah, it's bizarre. And and by the way, the ALCS will not begin till Sunday either between the Houston Astros and the Texas Rangers. But what I was getting at is the Diamondbacks are in. They sweep the Dodgers, um, four home runs, four solo shots off of Lance Lynn. By the time it was over, you were just watching. Just in disbelief, you're like, is this really happening? Um, the the fourth of which, I don't know if you saw this, the fourth of which, there was a shot down the right field line in this ball game, and it was I, initially initially ruled a home run. The Dodgers bullpen saying, hey, no, 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 that was foul. They reviewed it, um, and they're like, okay, you're right, it's not. And then, <laughs> and then on the very next pitch, this after Perdomo <laughs> uh, and Marte and Walker had already homered, Gabriel Moreno said, okay, that's fine. By the way, Will, Will Hill, I'm going to get Will shout. He texts me where he goes, why are they doing it again? He's just going to hit another one. <laughs> and he sure did. It's amazing. And those four that runs. incredible. Those four runs held up. D-backs win it four to two. By the way, Chris Taylor with a shot in the, in the eighth that went to the deepest part of the ballpark and looked like the Dodgers might be able um, might be able to, by the way, in the ninth, pardon me, looked like they might be able to tie up the ball game and uh, with a runner on, and it just, the ballpark held it in its, in its farthest corner. So um, that was, so I had, I had, I had at that moment I, on TV one, I had the, I did have the WNBA finals on uh, volume up. And uh, then I had volume off when that sequence occurred and I saw the foul ball, I'm like, let me turn up the volume here. Like, is this a home run or not? Like, these guys are freaking out in the bullpen that it's not a home run. Yeah, they saw it clearly. And then, like, you know, it's one of those you see one or two highlights, and you're like, that's foul. Like, who the hell called this a home run? Okay. And then him stepping back up to the plate and knocking the neck. That was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen in a baseball game. It was incredible. Every time you turn, there was another home run. I mean, to think that you hit one that just that foul, and they, and they brought this up on the broadcast, but you hit that foul, and then you have to break for the review. Yes. And then you step back in the box and hit the next one out. Well, That's what, incredible. What, what about from the Lance Lynn standpoint? Then you just throw up another meatball. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Dodgers become the second 100-win team to uh, never hold a lead in the postseason. The 1963 Yankees. Who could forget that, Kelly? was the other one. Uh, the Dodgers in this series, four and two-thirds combined innings pitched from starting pitchers. That's the fewest in the first three games of any series ever in the history of Major League Baseball. Uh, you want more? Okay. Uh, Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, a combined one of 21. That's a 0-4-8 combined batting average from your two superstars. Wow. That ain't going to get it done. And as we mentioned, the Astros headed to their seventh straight 
American League Championship Series. Good on them. Good on them. Real quick, uh, before we get to, because I didn't even say what we got coming up. We got Aaron Schatz coming up from FTN, the creator of uh, Football Outsiders and the creator of DVOA. Uh, we're going to talk to him about the, the first quarter. He always comes in quarterly reports with Aaron Schatz. Going to ask him about his best DVO teams, DVOA teams, his worst. Um, which units are historically good, which are historically bad, special teams. And I want to get into a whole MVP discussion because he has an MVP vote. And he has stated on this show, I will only vote for a quarterback. So I want to go back and forth on that with him. Uh, Real quick, though, the game tonight, Chiefs, 10.5-point favorites hosting the Broncos. This is really a weather game, Kelly. Windy conditions could be anywhere between 15 to 30 miles per hour with potential rain. Always risky, of course, pre-flopping this. I think you wait to see what the weather's like. Kelsey is questionable for the Chiefs. Um, I bet Pacheco over his rushing yardage. Pacheco over rushing. Apparently, everybody else did in the country, according to my John Ewing email I just got from MGM. (laughs) Wilson, (laughs) Wilson, clean pocket. Um... You know, versus facing pressure, he becomes sort of a mediocre quarterback when he faces pressure. But the Chiefs defense, fourth in pressure rate. So this could be yeah. different for Russell Wilson tonight. No pre-flop for me. We'll come back. Aaron Schatz, Numbers Game Visa. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at calshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, we got to take a break. Talk about Zin nicotine pouches. Won't be quite as eloquent as yesterday's, still a little briefer, but we're always debating what a team needs to do to get to number one. But Zin nicotine pouches, well, they're already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. Find your Zin at your local convenience store or online at Zin.com. That's Z Y N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. We'll get to more tweets in a bit. Everybody wants to uh, talk about their baseball futures that are still live and, and beyond, and we will get to that. But Aaron Schatz, kind enough to hang with us for a second segment this morning. And by the way, Crackman Bill Krakenberger, unscripted with Crackman, coming up as well. Aaron, uh, the creator of Football Outsiders, of the proprietary stat DVOA, which, by the way, for those who are like, what is DVOA? Defense-adjusted value over average, calculating a team's success based on the down and distance of each play during the season, then calculating how much more or less successful each team is compared to the league average. So super granular, a granular. You could follow Aaron, uh, who is now at FTN Sports at A Shots. That's A S C H A T Z N F L on a Twitter. Uh, let's get into it, Aaron. DVOA. Who are your top? Let's say top three teams in overall DVOA thus far this year. The quarter mark. Well, what I'll say to you first is that what stands out about this year is that it is a year of extreme. Sometimes you have a year where things are kind of packed around zero in the middle. 
This year you have a lot of, this is the best such and such ever, or this is the worst such and such ever. There's a lot of that going on. So our number one team is San Francisco right now. And they are the seventh highest team we have ever tracked since 1981 through five games. Oh, oh, oh. Who, was the, who was the number one through five games? Do you know that offhand? I, I think it was 91 Washington. It might have been 2007. If you every, every game that you add, yeah. the 2007 Patriots and the 91 Redskins go back and forth as to who's number one. <laughs> Kelly knows I just asked that question just I, so you could say 91. So I would say 90, <laughs> yeah, 91. That's one. right. Say, who's the best of all? No, no, stop. All right, okay. But, but that's interesting but what you're saying. Yeah. If you see the numbers on the screen, you'll notice Buffalo is really close. Yes. At three and two. Buffalo is the best three and two team of all time. Well, what I'm noticing, which is really interesting, is that the Lions at three are quite in their own island in terms of being far away from the top two, but also well ahead of anybody below them. And this is the best Lions team we've ever measured through five games. And by a lot, like the Lions had never been higher than eighth after week five and they're third right now. Like the Lions are for real. Like they have not played an easy schedule. They've played an average schedule. I mean, they beat Kansas City for crying out loud. Who's your dead last team, by the way? The Giants. Worse than the Panthers. And they're way back. The oh. Giants are way back. <laughs> oh, historically bad? Yeah, like the 12th, 12th all-time on the worst teams through five games, the, the Giants. They're really, they're really bad. They're the worst offense. There's a big gap between them and the rest of the league. So many sacks, so many negative plays. Your... 2023 New York football Giants. Panthers, by the way, second worst for those who don't have it on screen. Broncos, third worst. Interesting. That might Broncos, surprise. Broncos with the worst defense we've ever measured. Through five games, worst defense Through ever. Through five games, worst defense we've ever measured, yeah. How much does a 70 point against factor into that? A lot, but the new version of DVOA that I'm using this year does more to downweight the fourth quarter of blowout. So for the most part, the last 21 points of that don't matter. The Broncos have been bad on defense in pretty much every game. Well, you just you just anticipated my next question, which was going to be, is there a unit offensive or defense that is historically good or bad? And so there's your answer. Uh, The The Dolphins offense also, though, the Dolphins offense is the fifth best ever. So this has been a year of extremes. There are some really good units and some really bad ones. Well, you know, I used to say this about baseball through the years, that that it's the ever-increasing chasm between the haves and the have-nots. Do you think that that's what's happening in football or just a one-year thing or a one-quarter-of-a-year thing? I will tell you, when you look at my best-ever and worst-ever list, it's surprising how few teams from the 1980s and the first half of the 1990s show up on those lists. Mm. You would think more teams would because that was pre-salary cap, but actually I found that the standard deviation of the league is generally larger now than it was in the 80s. Pete Rozelle's dream of parody is perhaps going by the wayside. We'll see. Uh, what about special teams? Who's your best special teams? So this is the part when we're handicapping, we're thinking offense and defense. We don't factor in special teams, but it is a portion of the game. And is it sustainable through a year? I know it's not sustainable from year to year, but if I ask you right now, all right, who's the best special teams? Who's the worst? Does it matter? I mean, it matters a little bit. It's, it's less predictive than offense or defense, right? So first of all, there's a, a much smaller range between good and bad. So it means less. And the second of all, it's less predictive. So the Eagles are the number one special teams and the Patriots are dead last. But 
you know, obviously that doesn't matter anywhere near as much your offense sure. as offense and defense going forward. To me, what it what what it says is the fact that this thing that is so important to Bill Belichick has been last in the league for a year and a half now is telling you something about what's going on in New England. I don't want to get into a huge whole conversation, mm -hmm. you know, as a Patriots fan about what is going to happen to Bill Belichick and is he going to get fired and whatever. But the fact that this thing that matters so much to him, they're terrible at it, says something about what he's been able to do building that team. That is an interesting point. You're right. We won't go down that rabbit hole. I just want to get through. Uh, well, that's for a conversation for another day, as they say. Uh, all right. Based on your preseason projections, what have you been the most right about? What teams have you been the most correct about? Uh, Cleveland. Although their offense has not been as good as we expected, we thought their defense would be improved. And in fact, their defense is number one and they're a top 10 team right now. So uh, we were right about that. Uh, we were right about the decline of the Cincinnati defense, but we did not expect the decline of the Cincinnati offense. And we were right that the Vikings and the Giants were frauds last year. Although mm -hmm. the Vikings, this is really funny. The Vikings are better this year than they were last year. The that's, underlying statistics of the Vikings awesome. at one and four are better than the underlying statistics of last year's Vikings at 13 and four. It's a little nuts. Well, that is a little nuts, which, of course, the mainstream media couches with the one score results, right? That they were, what, 11 right. and 0 in one score results last year. And I believe have not won a single one score game thus far this year. I um, think they want their one win was by eight points. So if you consider eight oh, points, a one possession then, game, then yeah. I believe they're one and four. Then I stand correct. You're right. 21 to 13. I believe it was. They beat the Panthers. You're right. OK, which teams have flummoxed you the most based on your preseason projections? Uh, I did not expect Indianapolis or Houston to be this good. Uh, you can't expect rookie quarterbacks to be good no matter how high they're drafted. But Richardson was good and Stroud is better. I mean, Stroud has been fantastic. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and then the other big one is we thought Miami was going to regress a little bit. We thought Miami's offense would regress. There was no way they could play. They could hit deep shots at that level for two straight years and that their defense was not going to take the big step forward with Vic Fangio that people thought. We were absolutely right about defense and absolutely wrong about their offense. Like wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> Wrong, wrong, wrong. All right. So this is perhaps more direct for betters than based on the betting market, based on what you're hearing conventional wisdom wise in mainstream media. What do you think the teams are that the general public has wrong, either to the good or to the bad? I mean, I, I don't have the current odds uh, in front of me of what the Super Bowl odds are. But just thinking about record and our numbers, my guess is we have Buffalo higher than anybody else. Uh, we don't actually have Buffalo higher than anybody else. Kevin Cole, who people know runs a blog called Unexpected Points, has Buffalo number one in his power rankings, still ahead of the 49ers because of priors. Buffalo has been so good this year in those three games in the middle, weeks two to four. Yeah. And then they were pretty good against Jacksonville, but lost because they didn't run as many plays, which is not predictive of the future. So, I mean, people are writing them off because of that one loss in week one, which was an overtime loss to the Jets. They are really good. And our knowledge of them going into the season was that they were really good. 
So my guess is that if there's any team that's probably underrated by the markets right now, it's the Buffalo Bills. I think you're probably right. You do. And, and they were jet lagged for a quarter and a half of this last game anyway, as well. On top of it. Real quick, because we have a minute left. Same question, but specifically regarding quarterbacks. What quarterbacks do you think the betting market or the general public has is, is the most off on based on your underlying metrics? <sighs> I, hmm, I honestly do not know the answer to that question. If you're talking about what quarterbacks mean to the spread or what quarterbacks MVP. Um, I mean, I think when the general public thinks about quarterbacks, they don't realize how well Jared Goff is playing. Now, Jared Goff, it's another one like Tua Tagovailoa and, um, and Brock Purdy, where it's dependent a lot on the scheme and the players around him. But like Detroit is the number four offense in DVOA, and, I, and they were like number two or three last year. And I don't think anybody thinks of Jared Goff as being that good. Aaron, so fascinating. Plug away on FTN. What should people know? So yeah, ftnfantasy.com slash DVOA is where you're going to find all my stuff. And you get all the DVOA stats going back to 1981 even with a FTN Stats Plus or Fantasy Plus subscription. Plus you get my picks against the spread every week too. My man, Aaron Shots at A-Shots NFL. Thank you, Aaron, as always, man. We'll talk. Yeah, let's talk after week nine. Aaron Schatz, everybody, right here on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Crackman, unscripted, next. A numbers game on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code VEGAS when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Gil Alexander, we get tweets at beating the book. Stephen Vegas already chimed in that he's going to ride out his uh, Texas over Arizona exact at 175-1. to Thought it was dead. Uh, at one point in the season, and now look at him. This is Matthew Mayberry. What would you think of a Zach Wheeler 18-1 to NLCS MVP bet? If the Phillies win tonight, Wheeler would be in line to potentially pitch games 1, 4, and 7. Most likely only two starts if it doesn't go 7. This coming from a Braves fan makes me sick, make, makes me sick but money is green. I think it's great thinking, absolutely. Um, and I think that, that, uh, that that's a wonderful thought, and uh, yeah as good a thought as any for MVP. Let's put it that way. Um, the numbers guys, I have to keep asking because it keeps getting more interesting. Rangers at 50 to one D backs at 180 to one. Should I cash them out at 10 to one and 16.7 to one respectively? Good problem to have, but I'll screw it up. I'm not going to sit here. Kelly, this is where you get into business. You're like, I don't want to tell anybody what to do on, on your stuff. That's your, those are your tickets. You're going to have to decide um, how to view those, but it's a great position to be in. And, you have to ask yourself, has anything in your handicap changed? You've gotten this far. If there's no real answer to that question, you know, I don't know that your primary instinct would be, how do I get out of this? How do I cash out? But maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. that money, it depends how much you're betting also. Maybe that money is a substantial amount enough that it means you need to lock it in. So many circumstances. I think it's an, it's an interesting thing for us to ask Bill when we bring him on here in a sec, but yep. uh, it, it's... Look, it's it's something you have to be comfortable with yourself. And what, what I always appreciate about appreciate about what you say, Gil, is I like that logic. Not only, but what I appreciate more is you always stick to the same thing, no matter what. And that is, yeah, the only thing that should change that is okay. Maybe if it's a situation where you have 
a much longer number than what you're normally dealing with or much more money in play mm-hmm. than what you're normally dealing with. But as far as just futures betting go, we get I understand why we get so many questions about it. There's a lot a lot more newer betters in the market now uh, that are you know don't know how to handle these types of situations. But uh, Gil, I think you say it well. What has changed with your bet from when you made it? Yeah. All, all all you've done so far is your bet's looking like it's more and more accurate from what you, you, you know what you, you made guessed. it for a reason. Yeah. Um, real quick, because I want to get to crack, but uh, GB New Jersey, New York, went to Phillies Braves yesterday. Good for you. Placed the 46-1 to exacta before driving to game one last week. Played 16-1 to at the casino next to the ballpark before walking in. I think you rode my uh, Phillies over the Astros here. Chili Gambler. Oh, I love this question. Hey, Gil, would love to hear your thoughts on this thought experiment. Pickett and Purdy switch teams on draft day. What happens? Can't think of two young quarterbacks drafted into more opposite situations before and think results are more about coaching than quarterback. But I don't know. It's such a great question. Um, We can never know the answer. Right. So it's a hypothetical that we can never prove no matter how we answer it. But I will say this, the more and you're right, they are two disparate situations. Kyle Shanahan versus Matt Canada. But Brock Purdy, I just think we've gotten to the point that we are selling this kid short. And I think, and we're going to try to get Ethan Strauss on the show, who does a, who did a great piece about comparing Brock Purdy to Draymond Green, and he's like, we could we could never appreciate Draymond Green uh, in a way that we would have otherwise had he been a higher draft pick, and it's like he's the secret sauce of it all, and we don't like if you watch Brock Purdy, the more people that analyze Brock Purdy, more people who know the NFL. I think we might be staring at someone who's far greater than any of us think at this moment in time. There have been quarterbacks like that. I won't even utter them out loud because then people are going to say, oh, you're comparing him to so-and-so. But I just think we might be selling Brock pretty short. But yeah, your question is valid because we don't know. We'll never know. I famously have said on this show many times, if Peyton Manning had gotten drafted by the Washington football team, he never would have become Peyton Manning. My opinion. I can't prove it. I can't disprove it. And you can't disprove it. But so, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, more to the point. It's unscripted with the crack man, Bill Crackenberger. Oh, yeah. Billy! Hey, Billy. Thanks for the music. What's happening? It's so cool. How, How are you, you guys doing? Doing great. Right, it's a long time no see. Yeah, I haven't seen you in the... I got to tell you something. I went home last night. <clears throat> I got two cups of hot tea because I was out yesterday morning. I left the house at 9.20 in the morning, and I didn't get home until we were at home. Like, you know, yeah. like I don't know, 11 o'clock, 10.30, something mm-hmm. like that. It was uh, just out all day, and I was at different meetings with people from the conferences that were here and meeting different G2E. G2E. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and I did a couple shows yesterday, so it was like back to back to back to back. I did my podcast yesterday. And that was just, by the time I got home, I was beat up, man. Yeah. And, um, You're a busy man. No, just, just this time of the year. That's all, really. And it's football time. And um, yeah. Bill had his first Carbone experience last oh, night. Oh, Carbone. Oh, Very good. first time ever, Bill? Oh, by the way, I never even told you how that, that, thank, that, that food was excellent. Yeah. I never got to really tell you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I was doing a lot of talking last night. We were no, with a couple great. guys that were. Were they, were they both on the show yesterday? No, just Tom, Dean was Tom on. Tom Hagen. No, Hagen wasn't. He was the other guy. <laughs> yeah, Dean was on. Yeah. That's right. Dean. Dean. Um, yeah. uh, Dean from Profit Exchange. Yes. Uh-huh. We had dinner with him and and their lawyer. Yeah. And um, 
yeah, I asked the lawyer, I said, so you're, what kind of law do you do? And he just has one client, them. And I said, you're like a Tom Hagen. Like Tom so Hagen. I gave him the, the name Gotham. Tom. I gave him the name Tom Hagen. He's got one client only. And, he, do you uh, think he understood the reference? Probably not. They're probably kids. Not. They're kids. They're so young. They're so like young. Like when you see, the, he's like 28 and 29. Like yeah. they're, they're kids. Um, uh, and and maybe you know a lot of the kids don't really know the Godfather. They they may know Goodfellas right. under, under thirty. That's right. Um, but like I was with some people last week that didn't know the movie Casino. Kelly's right. Kelly's young ish. But let me weigh in a little yeah. bit as, yeah. as a thirty six year old. Okay, I, yeah. I have I have seen the Godfather multiple times. Yeah. I, I mean, ten but you're plus in the pulse of the gaming business here. I'm not saying. Yeah, sure. But yeah. I, I wouldn't have known the name. I wouldn't have known the name. Oh, if you, you just said the yeah. If you just made, yeah. If you just said the name. I'm a sick bastard. I know every single part of ever the whole entire thing you name one thing and you know that I, and i'll know every single scene did you have enough food that's all i'm concerned about i just want you to be happy i gotta be honest with you i could have had more <laughs> no i'm just saying it's I if know. you're asked i know yeah do, do you want to know why because we went communal and and i and i let you guys have the bulk of the food oh did you yeah i wanted i felt like i didn't want you to, i didn't want to jump right in there and just start you know gavoning. what did you like the best um, I'll tell you the uh, the pasta that that spicy pasta, spicy vodka rigatoni. Oh man, oh, that, that was so that was unbelievable. Yeah. And al dente, like I like it nice. The, the right, next time, Parmesan next time, good. just me and you, and you can just eat like a just a banshee, yeah. just go crazy. Like I'm going to the electric chair. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, Bill just made the best two things on the menu. Oh, I, I say that as a guy who's oh. only eaten there like six but or seven is, times, and I basically order those two time. same but things. But this is what I what I do for first time people. Yeah. I just said we're going greatest hits. We're not going album yep. cuts. And the first time yeah. I was ever there, it was those two dishes yeah. with you. Yep. yep. And by the way, um, it, it's uh, the, thank you to the Profit Exchange guys. And, That's right. And I want to tell you something too. This is going to be a weird subject, probably. Okay. Um, listen. Yeah. I, 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 Gil, you have to let them pay. And I'll tell you, I love paying for dinner. Yeah. I always pay for dinner. Mm-hmm. But if you want to. You know, literally scalp my uh, brain for everything. And I've talked a lot. I thought I talked too much, actually. And, and you know, I gave them a lot of good information. Yeah, they're going to pay. And I'm not, I don't talk like that. I pay for dinner. Yeah. If I go out, I pay. It's like Tony Soprano. I go out, I pay. Yeah. When you get older, you go out, you pay. You know, you know that's, that's what he told the kid. Um, but uh, when someone goes out to dinner, you know, you let them pay. When, when they're they're using your information that you're going to give them. I gave them guys a lot of, a lot of good you know, just street talk and stuff mm-hmm. from my side of the counter. Oh, it's great. Someone that was betting for many, many years, for three decades. At, at, I did bet at a couple of places like that. And I've never bet at Betfair, but I have bet at, at some places like that. And, yeah. uh, they enjoyed it tremendously. They yeah. absolutely did. No, you, good you, guys. For, for, good those, guys. for those who are like, hey, G2E, is it worth coming into town for G2E? Have you had a good G2E experience? I've had three different meetings with people that... That, that requested them to meet with me and talk and the things and it was it was it was good that last night they really didn't request me those guys but I just showed up because of you and um and and I got to tell them a lot of things that I thought maybe helped them with their business or something and let me tell you something let me be real blunt I didn't say it to those guys last night I probably should have Gil their model is fantastic for guys like me for sports betters yeah like me yeah talking that, about betting exchanges betting now. exchanges yeah. They're fantastic for guys like me. I'm sorry. These under whatever, 40 crowd or whatever, they are just, you know, they want to play at their spots that they see on TV at Yankee Stadium, DraftKings, Holding. They, they want to play at their places. They want to get their $200 bonus. They don't realize the yeah. value of an exchange, how it's worth so much money to you at the end of the year. This is what we talked about yesterday oh, on, a, on a numbers okay. game. Well, I'm but, telling you from, from a player standpoint. Yeah, yeah, no, this is what we talked about because I said to, you know, I asked him, 
you know, do you think the in the same way that in-game betting took so many years to catch on in the United States, we're not as sharp as as the Brits in that in that kind yeah. of way, right? Yeah. Um, where it was already fifty over fifty percent of the handle more than a decade ago. Yeah. Will exchanges like will it take a long, long time for people to sort of grasp? First of all, it's only in one jurisdiction. Yeah. So I mean, it's got to. It's yep. just a, you know, it's a very specific conversation now. But anyway, they're they're very aware of sort of the context in which it lives. From yeah. what they said last night. There's some really juicy things to be looked at with their profit exchange. I have yeah. to really see it myself. That's great. I'm looking forward to it. Bill Krakenberger, unscripted. Uh, for those on the DK Network, Dan Lebetard is next. We're coming right back. More crack right here on the Numbers Game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album. Will or won't it be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Calshi.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.